You're listening to Sobriety with Ari Eastman. Hey, that's me. Well, hello. It's you, my old friend, tuning in to this podcast because, like I said a second ago, you and I are old friends and we take comfort in one another. You're listening to Sobriety with me. You're sober, yet still totally unhinged friend, Ari Eastman. Well, I wouldn't say totally unhinged. I would say, um, I would say I'm hinged. I would say I'm hinged. I would say I'm, um, um, I'm a little kooky. I can be a, uh, can be a little, a little, a little loose. Not sexually, unfortunately, these days, but, you know, just, um, I'm like, I'm, I'm in between hinged and unhinged because, you know, mentally, I actually am the best I've ever been in, in this kind of period of my life. Like, I'm, I'm very stable. Again, shout out to sobriety for that. Love ya. But um, I'm still, I'm still, uh... you know what's interesting? As I just completely bypass that, you know, there's always this kind of like joke. I feel like I see it on TikTok a lot of people being like, you know, I can't take antidepressants. What if I lose my sparkle? Or like, I can't get sober. What if I lose my sparkle? And it's like kind of this joke, right? Because the joke is that you, I mean, your sparkle is you being completely destructive or like fucked up, right? And so I feel like I've had similar moments with that too. And I'm like, no, my sparkle, my my embarrassing unhingedness that lies within me is always there. Alcohol just turned it destructive instead of fun and like weird, but in a in a, a, a safe, you know, in a safe way that wasn't going to hurt myself. And so, yeah, I mean, I literally say I'm sober, but still embarrassing. And the best part, too, is that now when I do silly things or, you know, whatever, it's like, oh, that's just coming from me, my, my purest self, because and I th- I've mentioned this before. There is this like I hate I really, really, really hate this notion that like, you know, um, uh, drunk words, sober thoughts, and that your behavior when you're drunk or the things you say when you're drunk are like what you secretly harbor inside. Uh, Could that be true sometimes? Yeah, sure. But for so many people, myself included, who you are, you know, under the influence of substances, like that's not, that's not you. That's not your core. That's not who you are as a human being. That's something else that is altering you. And truly, like, the thoughts and the behaviors that I, some of the, some of them that I had when I was drinking, like, that's not who I am. And um, I became a much more jealous and angry person. And of course, I can have jealousy. Of course, I can have anger. But those are usually not um, kind of core core emotions or core feelings that I go to that often I have other things that are you know my my weaknesses but those are you know I would say well with jealousy with jealousy I have it I tend to have it in a more kind of um bigger picture thing like a a jealousy of like oh I wish like my show was more popular like these shows or I wish I had that's it's more it's more that whereas when I would drink it felt very directed at people and um 
And then guess what? I took drinking out of the equation and that shit went away and I stopped being jealous of people and it was I was just happy for people and happy for people's successes and happy for people thriving because I was so miserable drinking that that jealousy and all of these like negative nasty things just bubbled up because I was number one, truly slowly killing myself with with alcohol and I was just basically like pouring these negative sort of like negative associations and like brain chemicals and like, you know, science alert and all this shit that just it's like, again, you're pouring gasoline on on stuff and it's just going to explode. And that's it's not who you are. But um, yeah, so who I am at the core is still a weirdo. I just am um, not a mean weirdo, hopefully anymore. So today, um, well, first of all, I just want to say um, I took a long nap today. I'm sort of still kind of waking up from said nap. Like I am <sighs> blessed people who can sit down and take like a 30 minute nap. I don't know if it's because <laughs> I have depression. I sit down for a 30 minute nap and it turns into a three hour nap. And then your brain's all like, you know, discombobulated and you're like I'm tired and my brain was like maybe it's time to go to sleep but it's not nighttime yet and so I'm kind of in that sort of you know uh, I'm, I'm a little off kilter right now but and on top of it I had a dream that I was hooking up with Blake Horseman from The Bachelor which is just so random like I mean he's attractive but it's so bizarre when you wake up from like a sex dream and you're like what the hell is that person doing there so I was like I had this dream that we were like hooking up and then we were right like on a horse and buggy like we were in the back of one of those like carriages and then we we were like the horse stopped and we this truck was in front of us by the way I, I know it's so boring when people tell their dreams which is please bear with me so you know hooking up with Blake from The Bachelor we're taking this little carriage ride and then this car in front of us like crashes and it opens up and a million coffins come out like spill out of the back and then we're like what and then someone's like there's a bunch of dead bodies in here and then I woke up and I was like it's time to record the podcast so if anybody wants to analyze that for me I don't know is it like you know Blake represents the bachelor and the coffins are that the show was dying because it's like it's so shitty now and you know the death of the bachelor franchise I don't know I don't know you let me know but I thought I would do a quick episode to sort of just give some of my thoughts on um, a question that I get asked a lot and one that I have kind of, you know, gone over before. And it's people, you know, reaching out about when do I tell someone I'm sober? Or, you know, is it is it ever too early? Is it inappropriate? Like when when should I let people know? Maybe in, a, you know, all kinds of circles, right? Like new friends that you meet. Do you ever have to like disclose it professionally, um, romantically? And obviously there's nuances, I think, within all these kind of different situations. But for me, and this I can only speak for me, I think when you take kind of the um, power out of it, of it being this big daunting thing, and instead the way I feel the most comfortable with it um, is it's very matter-of-factly. For me, it's it's like some people have a peanut allergy. I don't drink. Um, simple as that. And depending on the situation, it's up to you if you want to go into 
more depth about it. Like I have a freaking podcast. I post content about it all the time. Anyone who kind of enters my life, they will very quickly learn my reasons for not drinking and kind of like my sobriety journey should they want to. But it's, I think for the most part, it's always, it's, it's more empowering to have that information out there because otherwise it's kind of just like in the back of your mind. You're like, should I say it? What if this person brings up drinks, blah, 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 blah. And all it takes is just one simple time to be like, oh yeah, no, I, I don't drink. And you don't owe anyone anything else. If they ask, you know, that's up to you. You can figure out where to go with that. People have asked me before, and depending on the situation, I've been like, yeah, you know, um, I used to, but, you know, I just, I'm sober now, and it's just so much better for me and my mental health. Simple, right there. People are not going to push it. People are not going to, and if they do push it, like, they maybe have an interest in your sobriety, and maybe that has some sort of reflection on them, and maybe they secretly are sober curious. So, I think it's just figuring out what you're going to be comfortable with. And yeah, don't you don't owe people intimate details about your life, but you also don't have to feel like something that is the way you live your life, that's just a fact, that's just a part of you. It doesn't have to be some big secret and it doesn't have to be some big weighted thing that you're like, oh, when can I tell them? You don't have to have all the weight attached to it. Maybe if you're in like a romantic situation and you're really getting to know someone and it's a more intimate connection, sure, maybe that's something that you're going to explore more. But it's also okay to keep it kind of at a surface level thing. And it's it's not something to feel um, embarrassed about or shame about because guess what? People don't drink for a lot of reasons. So even if you are in some sort of situation And let's say you have some sort of fear. I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe let's say you're out to a work lunch or something and everyone's like ordering drinks and and you don't. First of all, I highly doubt. I shouldn't say I highly doubt. I've never been in this situation. But I don't think people are going to be like, why aren't you drinking in a business situation, you know? But again, maybe different industries, that's more of a pressure. But you can say, you know, I don't drink. There's so many reasons people don't drink. It doesn't necessarily have to be something that you feel like you're suddenly like dumping a trauma on someone or you're telling them this like really intimate struggle you've had. People don't know that unless you tell them that. And how do I live my life? I tend to tell people that. Now, that doesn't mean I just like trauma dump on people and they're like, why don't you drink? And I'm like, well, I used to go to Whole Foods and then black out and call my mom and say I wanted to die. I don't, you know, that would be inappropriate (laughs) to do in a situation where uh, that kind of uh, barrier hasn't been created of like, we're going to have this sort of more in-depth conversation. But saying, you know, I don't drink, I'm sober, that there is no reason for you to feel like you can't bring that up and you can't say that. And like, I I really struggled with, and I've struggled with this in many different kind of like areas. I, I dealt with it when my dad died and I've talked about feeling like I felt em- embarrassed is not the right word, but like I didn't want to burden people if they said something and I had to be like, oh, my dad's dead. And it's the same thing, I you know, with sobriety, like, oh, I don't drink. But that's not something that you need to ever feel like is a burden to put on people And again, they don't know why you don't drink unless you tell them. It could be religion. You could be pregnant. Maybe you just don't like the taste. Maybe you're like, I don't know, a fitness enthusiast. Maybe, I don't know. There's so many reasons people don't drink. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean that like, you know, it's not going to 
automatically enter someone's brain that it's like, oh, uh, well, yeah, I got DUIs and that's why. People aren't necessarily going to make that jump. And if they do make that jump, that's them making an assumption about you. Who cares? That's not your business. Now, it might be different in scenarios with people that you already have relationships with, like telling friends that you are sober or you're not drinking anymore, especially if these are relationships where drinking was already something that was done together, that was already a shared activity. So you no longer engaging in that is a change and um, a new relationship dynamic, a new boundary, a new way you are defining yourself. And there can be growing pains in that, right? There can be relationships that change and evolve, but that happens with everything. And feeling guilty that your decision to get sober for yourself has an impact on that, like you do not need to feel guilty about that because Again, relationships change all the time for so many internal and external factors. And so I I think, I really think it's, it comes down to coming to a place where your sobriety is something that you feel pride in instead of something that you like had to do or that you feel shame around or embarrassment around. And like, of course I still deal with shame. Of course I still deal with that kind of stuff. It still creeps in. As vocal as I am about sobriety and how much it has benefited me and how much like pride I get in sharing it and I really want, I, I want to be vocal about sobriety because it is such a great thing, especially for young people. Um, and but But yeah, of course I still deal with those moments, but I think getting to a place where you don't look at sobriety as some secret, right? Your drinking, your your drinking problem, your struggle, your like your downward area, like that was that was really probably the secret, honestly. Even if it was out in the open, like even if you were out drinking with people, like that horrible shame feeling of like I'm never gonna get out of this cycle, that was the secret. Your sobriety, that's amazing. That's so cool. And again, you don't have to share like the intricacies of that with everybody. But being proud of it, I think, will help you in deciding who to tell and how to talk about it and to just have it be kind of like just a part of you, not all of you, but a part of you, right? Like, it's like, it's like being like, again, oh, like, you know, I'm a pescatarian. I'm not a pescatarian. I don't know why I said that. I always want to be a pescatarian, but then I eat like a chicken taco and I'm like, oops. But if it if it becomes something like that, then you take the pressure off and it doesn't it, it doesn't hold all this like space in your mind of like, when can I tell people? How can I tell people? Take that out. Have it be a fact about yourself, the same as your hair color, your eye color, you know, the, your dietary preferences, your height, whatever. It's just a, it's just a fact. And you can, you can have that be a fact without like a bunch of emotion behind it. And then with people you trust and people that you feel comfortable opening up to, then you can have it be this really empowering fact about you that is something you're, you're proud of and is an accomplishment. I mean, people like will talk about running a, a marathon for like 70 years. You can talk about sobriety too. That's a freaking cool ass accomplishment, okay? It's, I'm sure preparing for a marathon is very hard, but it, 
so is sobriety. So is so is getting to the place where you get sober. And um, yeah, so that's just kind of how I feel about it. It's just it's shifting your perspective. It's turning it away from something that you're like embarrassed to bring up and changing it into something that you're like, yeah, this is a cool thing about me. I'm sober. Well, anyway, it's time for it's something that made me happy this week. It's my pink cloud of sobriety. So I had a super fun weekend. Like I said in the episode that just came out, I dye my hair and uh, she just kills it every time. Obviously, you can go to any of my socials to see my hair because, the, you know, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned and hell hath, hell hath no... Uh, amount of selfies like a woman with new hair did that work I'm still riding my my new hair endorphin rush it's like listen I'm sober now but you think I can't get high off doing my hair why do you think I'm so into just dying it random shit now okay we still got to find our ways to get high right to get those to get that dopamine rush baby And then I went to downtown LA and I did this super fun photo shoot, which I'm so excited to see the photos. We booked this cool studio that was like really colorful and had like, you know, a couch that was like a giant lip and uh, just like bright pinks and yellows. And that was something that I kind of wanted to treat myself to for my birthday of just some fun photo shoot just to feel, you know, pretty and and strong and fun and colorful and I love doing that kind of shit you know just I I think in some ways there's this like weird um maybe not weird maybe there's a validity in it of like oh the generation millennials and gen z like why do they have to document everything but I think there is something very beautiful and almost like fragile and human about this kind of need to document so much because life does go by so fast and we have videos and photos and whoa this just got deep all of a sudden but you know it's like the human existence it is so fragile and it is so short in the long run of of like the world right like it's time goes by so fast and people are like why is everyone always taking pictures and on their phone and not just being in real life and I get that too there is an important thing of like being in the moment and actually making memories but I also think there is like something really like beautifully tragic and sweet and and delicate about how we do like to document so many things because because we we have we get to have those memories, right? Like I, I feel like I, I tend to have fears around forgetting things and like forgetting um, moments of my life. And um, I like the idea that I can go back and look at things and look at photos and look at photo shoot I did when I was thirty and stuff like that. And even with my dad, right? Like I wish like we did a lot of fun videos when I was in middle school, and. I wish I'd had like a phone that took videos and I just like so badly wish I had a thousand more videos of him, you know, to kind of look back at because when people are gone, right, like we have our memories, but when you can have a tangible thing to look at and to watch, it really helps, it helps those memories really cement more. So I think there's something, 
I was not expecting to get kind of like existential um, in my pink cloud. But yeah, anyway, I had a really super cute, fun photo shoot and I can't wait to see the photos. It was great. So, um, well, on that note, thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed, it's always appreciated and sweet if you go and you leave a five star rating and review. Tell me what you tell me. you Tell me you love me, baby. Um, and on that note, I'll talk to you next week. Bye, everyone.